Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on the State of Ukraine, how will Ukraine continue to ship grain now that Russia has pulled out of the grain deal? I'm Greg Dixon. This week, Russia announced it was pulling out of a deal to allow Ukraine to export grain to markets around the world. Russia is blockading Ukraine's ports, and these grain shipments have an effect on global food prices. Ukraine wants to keep those exports going, and it is calling on its partners to help. And on Tuesday, in the port city of Odessa, a high-ranking U.S. official pledged that support. NPR's Joanna Kakissis was there, and she talked to Elsa Chang about it. So the U.S. is offering assistance here. What exactly happened today in Odessa? So, yeah, the the head of the U.S. Agency for International Development, Samantha Power, she was at Odessa Port today speaking with Ukrainian officials and grain dealers on how to keep agricultural products moving out of the country, moving out of Ukraine. She slammed Russian President Vladimir Putin for leaving the grain transport deal and for continued attacks on Ukraine, including these drone and missile strikes on Odessa's port very early today. Vladimir Putin decided to cut off a vital lifeline to the rest of the world. And overnight, Russian forces fired drones and cruise missiles not far from where we are standing right now. Samantha Power stood side by side with Ukraine's Deputy Prime Minister Oleksandr Kubrakov in the shadow of these enormous grain silos in this port that was once bustling with activity, but is now eerily silent. USAID has already pledged $100 million to help farmers and Ukraine's agribusiness industry. And today, Power announced an additional $250 million, some of which will help identify and create alternative routes for Ukrainian grain to leave the country. We have a collective interest in ensuring that Ukrainian farmers stay in business. These measures are critical, but they will take time to pay full dividends. So Power called on other governments, as well as philanthropies, to match the U.S.'s contribution to helping Ukrainian agriculture and agribusiness during the war. Okay. Well, well, how else can Ukraine transport its grain? And, And like, what are the challenges to those various ways? So, yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, While Russia was part of this Black Sea transport agreement, Ukraine was using its seaports, of course, but it was also transporting grain by river. Mm. One route is the Danube River. Power said exports along that route have gone up 10 times since the full-scale invasion. Another river, though, the Dnipro, is not much of an option anymore. A grain dealer in Odessa named Shota Kachishvili told me why. So he's saying that the explosion that destroyed the Kakhovka Dam in early June and caused all that catastrophic flooding in southern Ukraine has made much of the Dnipro River unnavigable in the south. And he added that building a new dam and managing the environmental damage is going to take many, many years. But there's another option for Ukrainian grain, and that's to transport it by train. Uh, And the Ukrainians did do that, but a lot of that grain got stuck in Central Europe, which messed with the local market and caused local grain prices to drop dramatically. (laughs) And the prime minister of Poland said today he does not want that to happen again. I can imagine. Okay, so what are the prospects for Ukraine continuing to use the Black Sea as an export route at this point? 
Yeah, so, you know, know, President Volodymyr Zelensky is trying to be upbeat about it. He says he's been talking to the U.N., to Turkey, to other countries about providing security guarantees. And the Deputy Prime Minister, Oleksandr Kubrakov, he told me that the government is also reaching out to companies around the world about using the port. For us, it doesn't matter whether it's Ukrainian companies or foreign companies. My, like, feeling perception that probably Ukrainian companies, they can start first, but, but let's see. He says he understands how challenging it's uh, going to be to convince international companies to use Ukraine's ports in the Black Sea right now. But he adds that nothing can really replace this Black Sea shipping route because the container ships that use it are enormous and carry the bulk of Ukrainian grain, which is a lifeblood of this country's economy and a global food staple. Indeed. That is NPR Ukraine correspondent Joanna Kakissis. Thank you so much, Joanna. You're welcome, Elsa. Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. Please come back soon. This message comes from NPR sponsor Stearns & Foster. Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most comfortable sleep. Learn more at StearnsAndFoster.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor Betterment. Confusing eye contact with a mysterious stranger is never chill. But Betterment is the investing app that lets you be totally chill about your finances. Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Humans are kind of overrated. Over on Shortwave, a science podcast, we're only kind of kidding. We're bringing you the wondrous world of animal science to your daily life. From queer animal love stories to songbird memories, we're showing you how critter knowledge informs human science. Listen now to Shortwave, a podcast from NPR.